0: for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Sheldon. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show... Uh, love Her by Mary Milton. We take you back to the 90s and Midnight Love. Uh, Steffi chats to director Ellie Kitchener and producer Josh Garnett. Uh, all coming today right here on Shout Out. Shout Out.
1: Boom! boom, boom. Oh,
0: yeah. bum, bum. I was, bum, <laughs> was bum, how, how fast sleep.
2: Well, she had to wake up.
3: I'm still thinking about my spirit animal being a possum. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. that's gonna that come. Hello. I was just thinking about spirit animals. Mine's a possum. That's <laughs> cool. Happy Thursday. Okay. That's
0: cool. Are you gonna explain spirit animal?
3: Um, it was it was just a really fun TikTok about which trans animal is your spirit animal. No, oh, which no, trans think. spirit animal are you? And I got possum. And I was like, that explains me really well. Keep yep. cute <laughs> or hissing. <laughs> no, in between.
1: Yeah. I got a velociraptor.
3: <laughs> well, of course you did. Of course you did. What would your spirit animal be, Steph?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm more upset about the Andy pinched one of my lines. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I am. I am. You really are radio obsessed. You? Yeah, more I am, Someone I am, mix
1: her lines.
2: I feel obsessed. bereft. I feel
0: betrayed.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So, Scorpion, it is. What about you, Andy? <laughs> of
2: course yours, Mister? I mean,
0: you're, you're on air for like 200 hours a week. Yeah. And you want one more line? She
3: doesn't sleep. When she does, she's talking about radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
4: Well
2: done, everyone.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, dear, thank yes. you. Anyway, welcome to Shout Out, listeners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's turned his hand on? Still Terry, I haven't had a turn in the barrel yet. What, what are you, you going to say about me? About me? I'm we'll think of something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll come to us later.
0: <laughs> are
1: you doing all uh, right, everyone?
0: Mm, yeah, good. Yes, it's yes. Um, a I think nice we have got a one week heat wave on its way. I don't know if you've seen the latest yeah. on, on the web. It's not gonna
1: be too hot. It's no. gonna be a nice yeah. Like late twenties, early
0: thirties, it says. Yeah. So so that is still quite Yeah, substantial. Late twenties,
1: early thirties. And if you're yeah. late twenties or early thirties <laughs> and you look good in a pair of speedos, then my dress is <laughs> Carol! You've
3: already got Tom Daly. I have. How many more men? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
0: true. So I did find it um, um, interesting to see that people um from the hot parts of Europe you know they're in a big heat wave they're holidaying here to cool down Mm. i actually thought that was a really good idea i don't know why why more people don't think of it
1: well some people do prefer the cooler weather my mother had a hairstylist in west wales and you know on the seafront called sophia who came from greece and she said what are you doing you know living in aberystwyth and uh, sophia said i can't abide the heat Mm. i need the welsh winds and i love the winters and i you so there's You sound like my
0: ginger husband. <laughs> yeah. you know, he avoids the sun. I mean, it's like he's like we're, we're like we go somewhere sunny. It's like I will take like a factor fifteen or something. It's like re-entry shielding with him. It's like paint it on. I mind. have a yeah. white umbrella
3: that I took to Greece with me, and my dad just looked at me with his uh, beautiful mahogany-coloured skin. Mm-hmm and rolled his eyes and I was like look I am basically Edward Cullen I look at the light and I get sunstroke so you know it's either the white umbrella or I'm whinging for two weeks I
2: thought it was a parasol
0: I thought it had frills and lace around
2: the edges no no no
3: no that's yours
0: Yeah, no. It'd be nice if we get a little bit of of more heat before 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 summer's already (laughs) over. Uh, I do feel like we really jinxed it because back in June when it was really hot, it stopped Well, there you go. That's your British summer over. Yeah. And it actually has been like that so far. Back to Gaze controlling the weather again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you annoyed us all. That's why you got all the bad weather. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
3: I am pretty annoyed.
0: So, um, side note: Can we just say, Ollie, get well soon. Yes. And lovely Ollie from Bath Radio. I yeah. um, hope you get well soon, mate. Yes, of no? course. Lots yeah. of love yeah. to you. Lots Go. of love to Ollie. Um, now, uh, the lovely Mary Milton has uh, sent us um, a piece uh, that's been done. Um, it's a BCFM series been made with the Bristol Cable um, about Bristol. It's, uh, well, it's a Bristol History Podcast thing, isn't it? It is yeah. a series. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and I, I think the series is coming later, is it?
2: It is, um, but this one specifically for the LGBTQIA community. Well, specifically more than that is. It? the lesbian community in the late 90s
0: yeah it's got the um uh, lovely lucy ray in it um who oh, um yeah, if you ones, remember yeah. years and years ago we did an outside oh, broadcast right, lucy ray, yeah, um, And focusing. she came and, and performed so uh, yeah have a listen to this
5: thank you darlings
4: i have lucy ray I moved back from London in 1998 and thought it would be nice to put on an event with my friends. My name's Lena, Lena Higginson, and I mean, I've mean i known Lucy since I was about 17. So she used to run a guitar group at the college I used to go to. Anyway, she, she turned up on the doorstep and said, Hello, we're going to run an open mic night and it wasn't like, would you like to? I'm pretty sure it was like, we're going to do this. But basically Lucy had come back from London, having done open mic nights there, and had gone round the open mic nights in Bristol and said, they were so male-dominated. It's so blokey. And uh, so the idea was, we want, I want to run an open mic night that, that
6: promotes women. <laughs> Is this some kind of a new tribal lesbian game you've got going at the back there? We started in this tiny pub, The Three Tons, and then it wasn't really a women-only event at that point sort of morphed into a women-only event. And then we went to Easton. Then we were at The Horse's Ear, which was the white horse on Lower Ashley Road for a long time. And then we finally ended up at Kearney's Bar, which is a pub that's now, I, I believe, a mosque opposite Better Foods. But, I mean, Better Foods wasn't Better Foods there then either, you know. I'm Leslie, and
7: I was a regular performer at Weekender's. I had somewhere seen it advertised and it was at the three tons and I walked in and there were some people sat around, I think Lena and Lucy were playing and I asked Lucy, I think, how you got to put your name down or, or sign up for a future one and she said you can come and do it right now <laughs> and lent me a guitar. And that was it. Came once and never left.
6: Uh, I'm Nat and I remember Lena giving me a call and saying, listen, Lucy's doing this open mic night. I hear you play a little bit of guitar. Do you want to get involved? And I jumped at the chance. I remember the first time Leslie and Claire walked through the door, that was at three tons. Mm. So she ended up borrowing Lucy's guitar, uh, which Lucy was rightly very... Precious about because it was a very beautiful, very costly. It's a very, it, very
4: beautiful Kincaid. It's very beautiful guitar, Kincaid. Johnny funny. Kincaid
6: guitar, gorgeous. Yeah. Leslie got on stage and literally blew everybody away. I mean, she played that guitar like it had never been played before. I think that's fair to say. Guitar needed a safe word, didn't it? It did, you know. It did, yeah.
5: I'm the kind of woman that spells it with a B. You won't find nothing belly.
6: And I remember vividly Mary grabbing all of the sliders on the mixing desk and, and just dragging them backwards yes. because of the volume that came out of Leslie and we were all utterly. She, she, was, she was she was
4: she was channeling Ma Rainey at the time, I think, yeah, yeah, basically completely. what was going on. No
7: one'll tell
6: you I'm a genius with my hands I'm and And I was going, Whoa, she's amazing and I like at that point I certainly didn't feel like I was at an open mic night. I suddenly felt like I was watching somebody perform who I'd paid to go and see because I was just like, she's really great. I'm gonna watch her for hours. It was awesome.
7: It was still really unusual to be able to go and listen to people singing about relationships between women so i think it was something about actually hearing your own not exactly but your own experiences similar experiences similar heartbreaks similar hilarious moments similar questions seeing your own life reflected in song in an unapologetic way good evening everyone you're feeling relatively good
5: for a Sunday night. Well, thank you all very much for coming. I'm going to finish off the evening now with more miserable songs. Now this is a miserable song. It's a little true story about when I was working at Butlins. It was good money, you know. You've got to do these things.
7: Lucy sang this incredibly moving song about watching this woman by a dance floor and talking about how she would love her differently than this person's partner did. And it was so powerful. That was a bit of a tearjerker, really. And I think something that everyone at that time could relate to, that there'd been someone that they really felt that they would be better for than than the partner that they had. But also just so recognisable in the way that it captured a kind of inequality in a relationship and watching that play out in front of you and that was really moving
5: he stands up drinking at the bar she sits alone by the dance floor children run around her why won't he come and sit there she has me call him on the mic for the last slow dance tonight but he doesn't show up She waits for him to drink up One day she'll come home and she'll find She has left this world behind If she were mine i I tell you that I would treat her better Love her Like a woman needs to be loved Why don't you love
7: lesbian friendly and it it meant that you could unapologetically sing the sorts of songs in a different environment you might have to ask yourself whether that was going to go down all right (laughs) so there were there was no compulsion to do that but it always went down really well when you did
6: and I love that about Weekenders it was unapologetically queer You know, Mm -hmm. we were like, no, absolutely, we are going to write about the women we fall in love with. We are going to write about the heartbreaks and the straight women that have done us wrong and and all of that stuff.
4: I think everyone always wants to live in a world where they recognise themselves. Yeah. And you don't hear those songs on the radio at that time. And you don't see those stories in... TV shows no. at that time. You yeah. know we all got very excited when Brookside happened and yeah, yeah. you know and all that kind of that's the time, you know, yeah. it, it, that we were living in. All
5: of the papers and TV, all of your life and none
4: from from me. And so, so to go out to a, a a night where you're in a room full of people that understand your life, yeah. you're not having to explain yourself to anyone, they understand your life because they're living your life, and they're singing about stories that are also could be could be your story.
5: I'm Helen. I found out about weekenders through mutual friends. I've looked back at it quite fondly in a lot of ways really, you know, because it definitely felt like family, definitely felt. And that's one of the things that, that's quite strong, I think, you know, and I talk to sort of friends at work and stuff about it is that you know, in the straight community a lot of straight people have their family, their blood family, whereas lesbians and gay people and, you know, LGBTQ plus create their family.
7: I mean, what was lovely about it, you were in a kind of pub type environment in one way, but in another way, it was a bit like being at a friend's house. After a few weeks of going, you know, people were joining in on each other's songs and there was single, it,
4: it was really friendly. I can still remember the very first time I ever saw anyone, sing a song lyric that I'd written back at me. And that was Claire Stewart singing the opening lines to New Year's Eve. And I don't know how I carried on playing the song because I was so shocked yeah. that someone had actually remembered something that I'd written. Yeah. You know Songs that stick in my head. I
7: remember like you see Nat Nat had some beautiful songs but the one that always stuck in my head was the one about lemon chicken.
6: me lemon chicken but she's my best friend my best friend and she's straight it became quite a thing because although I could play it I couldn't play the style of guitar that it really needed and you could so it ended up being something we did together. Um Scootable wasn't vegetarian at the time it wouldn't have had the same ring. Do you know what I mean? But (laughs) um, she finger feeds me at tofu square. No, it's not going to work. Although very much more lesbian, I'm sure. But yeah, I remember you saying that's got to be the name of the song and it became a thing that we did every so often. Thank you very much mm. you could tell a lot by Lucy's mood I feel by her set choices yeah often yeah not always but yeah, often that's true of all of us really. oh yeah totally yeah yeah. So, yeah I remember she played Gang of Two everybody in the audience it'd be quite a sombre mm. moment because mm. it was a real love story but also ended because her partner at the time had to, had to leave the country mm. A song that predates
4: gay marriage, or equal marriage, I should say. Again, you know, it's a song of its time, isn't it? Yeah.
6: You know, it's a political song because it's a, a story that straight people didn't have to live. Yeah. If her partner had been a guy, she could have just married him. I'll and then they wouldn't have had
5: to leave the country. government has told me you can't stay in my country. But we're true, our gang of two. If I can see you to the air is in the air proper it's probably of the evening, the lovely
6: Bonita! I was very new to it. I'd probably only just started playing open mics. I'd been writing songs for a few years but not really given them an outing. I regularly went there because it just felt like a really great place to kind of try stuff out and be myself. This telepathy is hurting my
5: brain Do
6: you in. Never about it ever. Oh, no. To this day, even now, I cannot make a cup of tea without the following things happening. So Claire Stewart always insisted that a cup of tea should be the colour of a cardboard box. Lena wrote a song called Cardboard Boxes, which... I don't know how you did it because at the time you were in a happy relationship and had been for a considerable amount of time and had never experienced any significant heartbreak. So Lena's song, "Cardboard Boxes, was about the end of a relationship. When love affairs end in cardboard boxes, forever is the thing that you lose in the move. If you're not sobbing at that point, I don't know what's wrong with you. So whenever I make a cup of tea, that train of thought happens. It's the colour of copper boxes, oh. and oh that's that's man. what I'm happens. So honoured that I've accompanied all your tea making uh, so, yeah. moments. Well, I drink coffee most of the time, but oh, when I make a strong. cup of tea, uh, that's what happens. So you know, it, it, but it was we all sat there it was the first time you played it and went. How does she know that? Like my heart broke. Literally, I was there. Like people were sobbing. Uh, but other things, I think I got from Weekenders was,
4: it. There was a really good group of women that were running it. Yeah. And for a very long time, that was they were my people. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? They yeah. were, you know, there was there was you and Titch and me and Mary and Claire and Leslie and beginning and, 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 and Lucy. Yeah. With whoever Lucy was with at the time. <laughs> and you know. And um it was yeah, it was uh it was it was a really really
6: important time in my life. I just I haven't experienced anything like it since it, it was just the perfect thing. Um kind of a combination of the the right people in the right time, at the right place. It was kind of quite pivotal to me in terms of building my confidence.
7: I don't think I experienced that same group of people on a on a wavelength in quite the same way again, really. Which is sad in a way. But also a great testament to to what it was and what great sort of memories it, it is for us all.
4: This programme is dedicated to all the women who made Weekend As Possible and to the memory of Catherine Halua, known as Titch, Lorraine Iensu and Pat Sutton. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The shout out podcast.
0: Still Bit of a mash up there. Oh, yeah. That's Justin Bieber and Charlie Pass. And uh, love yourself to Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: how else would you love yourself? <laughs> Hang on a minute. I don't know what happened Sorry. there. I do love the Beebs. <laughs> I can't
2: tell if that was a positive or no, no, no. a negative. I think it was a negative. Sang yes. it sounded one, like one of the Living Dead.
0: <laughs> no, apologies if you are a Justin a Bieber believer. fan. Yeah, I'm I, think, I, think, I think spoiled brat. I, We're not
1: going to get yeah. into that. No, so. <laughs> the drama. So, but no,
0: that is a good mashup. It I is. Do, do quite like that one.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do like Justin Bieber's Christmas song. Oh, me too. Which one's that? Mistletoe. Mistletoe. That's um, quite nice. Yeah, it and nice it's not too early to mention the C word because <laughs> I was in a charity shop today and they actually had Christmas Whoa. No. Right, we well, haven't
3: even had All Hallows <laughs> Eve.
0: No. <laughs> it's crazy. And can, Sanders
3: and sisters haven't even been yet.
0: I can go one further than that as well. We were over in Cardiff at the weekend and we were in Mary's. I don't know if you, you know Mary's. It's a... Like, a Um, Bar over there Yes they do And they have loads Of drag acts on And they decided That they were having A summer Christmas party And they were all (laughs) Singing Christmas songs
1: Oh Um, really That's amazing I mean Uh, it did
0: have The right effect Because the sales Of shots went up So that everybody (laughs) Could cope with it Brilliant (laughs) Do you know What they have In Barbados
2: They have a station That plays out Christmas tunes all year round, 24
1: 7. There's a few of them online as well, and they, they actually yeah. have quite an audience. There's thousands of people listening. Yeah, yeah one. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: there's an online station called One.FM that I think has a. Uh, yes, yeah. Like
1: yeah. Well. Rudolph. The Red. No, no, no. no, 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 no right, right, Should we, we get some news? It is yeah. shout out news regular followers of the lgbt plus media will be aware of the hypocrisy of the british right-wing newspapers indeed lgbt plus podcasts and radio stations such as this one often refer to it Well, in the wake of singer Sinead O'Connor's death, Simon Basketer takes to the pages of the left-wing newspaper Socialist Worker to demonstrate how the turncoats in the conservative newspapers have suddenly embraced a woman whose activism for feminism, workers' rights, LGBTQIA plus rights and other minorities they actually criticised for years. Mr Basketer writes, The Sun pronounced legend lost on its front page last week. True enough. But the paper that denounced and mocked her for decades forgot that it called her crazy and shenado controversy. It forgot to mention its outrage when she declared that people like Thatcher and homophobe homophobe ian paisley should be shot or in her words that saddam hussein was no worse than george bush he goes on in 1992 she had marched more than once with thousands of others in a rebellion over the x case in ireland this was the case of a 14 year old rape victim who was stopped from traveling to england for an abortion it set off a series of protests that marked a sea change in irish politics At one point, Miss O'Connor marched into the Parliament building and demanded to see the government. She wrote the front page of the March 1992 Irish socialist worker headline, It's a woman's right to choose.
3: Many people are aware of the long standing mutual solidarity between the LGBT plus movements and the positive body acceptance movement. From Susie Orbach's legend- legendary book, Fat is a Feminist Issue, through to lesbian feminist critiques of the beauty industry and the gay male bear scene celebrating larger men. Well, this week, Mod Squirrel writing at Fat Phobia Busters. A Tumblr site full of fat liberation politics notes that the network Fat Babes of Chicago is holding what it describes as an autumn fat clothing swap between 12 noon and 4pm on Saturday 2nd September at Saltz's Library, 4455 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. Trans women and non-binary people are welcome.
1: Daniel Newton writes in the Anarchist quarterly newspaper Freedom about Queer Footprints, a tour of the LGBTQIA plus friendly and historic spaces of Whitechapel and East London. He intertwines local history of the community with a stirring call for action, noting the general trend towards hatred and ignorance shows us why we must arm ourselves, building queer communities, reclaiming queer spaces and learning from our beautiful queer histories. <coughs> Power, he says, comes in challenging that which has always existed in one form or another under one name or none and tapping into the active energy dripping from every wall, soaking into each step, seared into the atmosphere around us. Daniel goes on to amplify the voices of Bangladeshi LGBTQIA plus people who call the east end of London, where the famous anarchist newspaper is based, as home, saying Mr Islam, the co-founder of the Rainbow Tree, is proudly optimistic about the future of queer Bangladeshi power. Mr Islam said, we are the only one Bangladeshi community in the entire world who have been able to build an LGBTQIA community abroad after leaving our home country. I believe we will be seen as an example, and that many more people will be inspired to build Bangladeshi LGBTQIA communities like ours around the globe. To read the full article, visit the Freedom News website.
3: Euronews Channel reports that France's top intelligence official, Monsieur Nicolas Lenoir, the Director General of Internal Security, has warned of the emboldening of the extreme political right in the country, with some ten terrorist plots by zealots and ultra-nationalists being foiled over the last six years. The senior civil servant is concerned about the trivial- trivialization of the use of violence and the temptation to try to impose one's idea through fear or intimidation in the ultra-right movement, which numbers around. Around
1: 2,000 people. Long-standing ally of minority groups, the legendary singer Beyoncé has paid tribute to the black gay dancer O'Shea Sibley, who was murdered last Saturday because he and several friends were voguing at one of Beyoncé's songs. Voguing, of course, is a well-known style of dance pioneered in the African-American, gay and Latin clubs of New York City in the 1980s and turned into a mainstream phenomenon by another long-standing LGBT plus ally, Madonna, in her 1990 hit of the same name. Pink News reports that Beyonce posted a simple tribute, saying, rest in power, O'Shea Sibley. Condemnation of the hate crime has come from across the black and gay communities in New York. House Representative Ritchie Torres said, as an openly gay black man myself, I feel deeply in my heart that ours should be a city and a country where we are free to be who we are without fear of intimidation, harassment, violence and murder. An attack on the LGBTQIA community is an attack on all of us as free people. A GoFundMe a petition has started and secured over $30,000 to help pay for Mr. Sibley's. Funeral service,
3: and finally, LGBTQ Nation NewsWire reports that a bungling pair of conservatives named Amy Vance and Martha Martin have seen their plot to denude a public library in San Diego blow up in their faces. The sour-faced pair stole LGBTQI plus themed library books and (coughs) others they deemed inappropriate and refused to return them. But the library staff shared their rude emails, threats, and people from across the U.S. rallied together to help the library. LGBTQ Nation notes stacks of Amazon. Boxes have begun to pour into the building as people from around the nation replaced the stolen books, including ones that the system didn't even have. Thousands of dollars in donations were raised for the library and the city pitched in with an extra $30,000 to help expand the offerings and programming further, including the Drag Queen Story Hour, a particular target for right-wing prudes. After public condemnation and realising their plan had backfired, the two women returned the books to the library. They're currently avoiding the media and have no comment on how their plan blew up in their faces. <laughs>
1: for these new stories and many many more on our website which is updated every day do pop along to shoutoutradio.lgbt
3: for shout out radio this has been for shout out news even this has been ezra peregrine and
1: <laughs> terry star
0: Shoutout out news national and international lgbt news for you You're listening to Shout Out Radio with Ezra (laughs) Peregrine.
2: Shout Out.
3: LGBT Radio for you.
2: The Shout Out podcast. I'm joined now with Ellie Kitchener, and I don't think you're any relation to Lord Kitchener. Just wondering, that's all. And Josh Garnett, and you've just written a film. Before we get on to that and what that's about, let's go back. First of all, with you, Josh. How did you get into writing? Were you always attracted to acting? Were you in theatre?
8: I was never in theatre and I never really acted. Um, I kind of always just wrote sort of short stories when I was a kid um and that kind of morphed into writing scripts because I've always loved films and tv and things so that kind of morphed into that and um you know until kind of I finished college I never saw it as something that I could do as a career um but then Ellie and I went to college together and she also you know always wrote scripts so we kind of started doing that together and then from there we kind of learned that we could sort of take it a little bit further than we were
2: about you ellie were you were you always attracted to theater or was it just the writing side that captured your imagination
9: i was always kind of interested in film and tv as a whole as a kid i wanted a magic wand so that i could be in the tv with all the characters so
2: you know there's a horror movie about that right
9: (laughs) yeah i know that's that's probably the worst part but um yeah, I've always kind of been interested in writing and then through college, we kind of made some short films and we've gone on from there, really.
2: Okay. So when did you start writing and doing stuff that from your imagination? Were you very young?
9: I've been writing from about the age of 15. And mm-hmm. then I kind of expanded it a bit more into more script sort of writing when I was around 17
2: okay okay so what gave you the idea which one of you come up with the idea for this particular one or was it a joint effort at the pub one night having a drink
9: so this one was actually my idea it's based on something that i experienced in a situationship with someone that i was dating and i kind of wrote a draft and i turned around to josh and i said this is something i would love to make are you interested in kind of co-writing and it went from there really
2: Mm. Can you tell us anything about the plot, Josh?
8: Yeah, I mean, um, essentially it follows sort of an impromptu first meeting that sparks this kind of connection between these two characters, Marnie and Sophie. Um, and they, you know, it, it kind of sparks, um, uh, you know, a, a fiery relationship at first. They they kind of fall deep into it. Um, and where we kind of pick up in the film, we, we pick up when they kind of um, are at an impasse. So Marnie kind of wants more from the relationship and where where they're at or Sophie begins to feel a little bit jaded. Um, and it kind of explores the the way that, you know, both of their, their situations um, kind of counteract each other and essentially how that sort of affects their relationship. So they, you know, they navigate the complexities of their, their situationship, as we said, um, under the pressure of, you know, both of, you know, what they both want out of the relationship, um, as well as sort of social expectations as well.
2: Are you um, jointly directing and producing or, or one of you directing and one of you producing?
8: So Ellie is making her directorial debut for this.
2: Who? Yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Um, and Josh, you're producing? I am. Yeah. OK, OK. Um, and have you got uh, people lined up? Have you started filming?
8: So we haven't started filming. Um, we have got our cast uh, ready. So for the, the person that's playing Marnie is Felicity Moore um and playing sophie is charlotte path um and they're both incredible incredible actresses so we're really really happy to have them on board
2: Mm. are they are you in rehearsals like you know reading through scripts and that even though you haven't started the
9: filming yeah so we've done months of read-throughs at this point Mm -hmm. and we had a pre-production shoot which went extremely well and a couple of photos and videos are going to be coming out of the next couple of months Mm -hmm. which would be really interesting as well it's a it was kind of filmed filmed in Bath as well for this pre-production shoot so it's nice I think for locals to kind of see a hint of home for everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah. so filmed in Bristol and Bath yeah or or just Bath.
9: Bristol and Bath. So the filming will take place in Bristol but the pre-production shoot was Bath based.
2: Okay. Okay, so did you did it take you very long to like go around Bristol looking for places that you would love to shoot for backdrops and that? Or, you know, Bristol enough that you think, yes, I want that.
9: Uh, Well, it was quite easy in a sense because most of it is indoors. So we managed to grab locations, which is a lot easier than obviously having to find other places. Mm. There was one place that we will be filming at, which is my local pub. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking forward to uh having ev- all the casting crew come to my local pub and film there so that should be very nice
2: yeah yeah is there a large cast or is there, the mainly surrounding the 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 two two lovers
8: yes yeah, mainly around the the two characters there there is one more character named arlo um who is the friend of sophie um and he's an important character in the film because it, it kind of you know, we they are the two main characters and they do get, you know, we the audience is engrossed in in Marty and Sophie's story. So Arlo is kind of a bit of a relief and a bit of um, a relief for Sophie as well, because she's going through all these things and she's internalising all the Im- emotions that she's feeling. And Arlo is kind of an outlet for for both the characters to um, kind of talk about it outside of their their own relationship.
2: Now, I know there's certain directors out there that love to be in their own movies, just as cameos and that. Are you both made sure that you've got a walk past in the background part or are you keeping well away from the front of the camera?
9: A hundred percent, we are having cameos. (laughs) I have this thing at my local pub and we're the Wednesday Club and I'm making sure that they're there on the day we shoot in the pub so we can all kind of appear and have a piece of kind of home and realism for us in it as well.
2: Yeah that's so good That's so good right now the important thing for both of you is, is your fundraiser um I I guess you've started that already and hopefully our listeners will, will help that along a bit how can people get involved and um and join in that
8: yeah so um over on our Instagram is uh, midnight love film we have a link to the crowdfunding uh, website um, and essentially, that website has sort of all the information with regard to the film, the the crew, the cast, anything that anybody would want to know about the film. Um, and that's where you can make any donations if you if you'd like to um, sort of a small or as big as, as anybody would like to. Um, also, you know, we know that not everybody is in a position to be able to donate to, you know, to a film at the moment. Um, so if anybody could sort of share it, you know, even share our Instagram page or the link. On their social media, that would be that would be you know greatly appreciated as well.
2: Mm. Um how about your own own socials? Um if people want to follow you to see what's coming next, um Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Threads?
9: Uh so I am Ellie Kitchener and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Threads, although I'm not sure quite how to use threads the same <laughs> as everyone else at the moment.
5: <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's uh, working a little bit different, isn't it, than Twitter? Just very, very slightly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Josh.
8: Um, Josh, A-S-N-T on Twitter and Instagram.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, we've been talking about what's happening right now. You've written this one. You've done pre-production. You've got your actors and um, in place. I I guess that knowing the imaginative imaginative pair that you are, you're already thinking of the future and what's coming next?
9: 100%. So what's coming next is we are nailing down some dates for a shoot in summer 2024. And alongside that, over the next couple of months, we'll be sharing a lot more of our pre-production work with everyone that's involved in the project and anyone that wants to follow our journey and really kind of see how far we can take this project and to get it the best it can possibly be.
8: Yeah, you know, like um, like Ellie was saying, you know, obviously it's a personal project for her and it's become a passion project for all of us and everyone involved in the film. So, um, you know, we wanna take as much time as we can to get it pretty much perfect and, you know, as good as we can. Um, so yeah, over the next few months, it's gonna be kind of consolidating all the information that we have, trying to make everything, you know, as, as good as we can going over the script as many times as we can. Um, and and yeah, just trying to raise those funds. Um, and yeah, we're just looking forward to filming. We can't wait.
2: I guess the the good thing about it, there's an awful lot of LGBTQ places that will support you and actually put your movie out there on screen. Um, and that's so good for independents that are up and coming, that you do get that support, not just from the community, but, you know, small independent um, cinemas as well.
8: Definitely, yeah. It's been really heartening to to see the support that we've gotten already mm. um, on the film. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice to see. Mm.
2: Well, Josh, Ellie, I think it's break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so You're much. very welcome, and I hope you keep in touch. And let us know how it's going and when it's complete um we can be there with you on the red carpet perfect
9: sure. thank you
8: <laughs> for sure thank you so much
2: very welcome for more information about shout out radio visit us online
0: at shoutoutradio.lgbt shout out
4: lgbt radio for you the shout out
0: tessa violet and games Lovely song that one Yeah mm. Very I nice I was doing a little bop A, li- a, a, little, a little, 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 bop little bop bop <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: that—that's what happens when you when you get over thirty-five. You don't twerk. You, <laughs> you do little bop bobs. <laughs> 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 I don't, don't, don't want to put a hip out. <laughs> well I'm getting the evils from Steph. <laughs>
0: well, that's just Steph's it. At seventeen, all she can do is shuffle on the spot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, she's already got a granny trolley.
2: You
3: know? Ain't <laughs> that uh, the truth? It is. I was going to say no comment.
2: No, it saves taking the car.
3: <laughs> it does. <clears throat> Saint's brise absolutely mm. yes I'll be 40 in two years I thought you just said you were 35 uh, no 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 over 35 oh. when you te- well yeah when you sort of yeah no 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 38 wow. in two weeks yeah wow.
0: I know Are you still get ID'd I do I hate you yeah I got
3: ID'd for Prime the other day that, that, that's even better because there's no caffeine in it it's just it's just an you electrolyte drink you know
2: what happens to people who I'm friends with that go over 40 what you, you dump them ha <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's done full circle because this is obviously it was it was all fair but I was talking about Leo's new film Scorsese so we've done a full loop there by accident yeah
0: and all the listeners now going what on earth are they talking yeah. about I yeah
3: do. well Leo dumps his girlfriends as soon as they hit 25 so uh, Steph's just letting me know that I've got two good all years right. left in me and then she's going to let me out of
5: I bin. see I see the connection <laughs> yeah, sorry
3: <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know, other than me grey ass still getting ID'd, Ma- maybe I am younger than I say I am. Mm.
1: Mm. <laughs> anyway. What's anyway. That film where everyone gets shot when they're over, over 30? Is it Logan's Run? Oh, Logan, Logan's Run. A, a, they don't get shot.
2: Term? They get drawn up because they uh, win a lottery, it's inverted commas, and they get dragged up, and then it's a bit Soylent Greenish, if you knew that movie. So <laughs> oh, they, yes. They yeah. get recycled.
1: Ah. Well, that's what's going to happen to me Lovely. then. There we are, That's a new Conservative Party policy, which <laughs> will be announced next week. You heard it here first. Mm,
2: so, has
0: anyone seen the new Barbie or the yes. Oppenheimer yes. movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's it like? Is it any good?
1: Barbie was
3: amazing. Yeah. Like it was so good that I, if someone had said, "Do you want to go see it again in an hour?" I would have gone, "Yeah."
0: It's supposed to, um, like, query and question a lot of, you know, the the. Stereotypes and, and things that are a bit wrong in society. Yeah,
2: it well, really it was does. banned in Dubai, so it's got to be. Uh, <laughs> it's got Dubai to we be did good something to right. To, yeah. yeah. So, why is it yeah. banned in Dubai? Um, uh, well, Because it's women's rights.
3: It's about All women. Right. It's about women's rights and women being suppressed, and it's got a really, really clever way of. Showing you and telling you the story of feminism and women's rights and women's rights to be who they are, to do what they want to do, to dress how they want to dress. Mm. It's a a real sort of, um, yeah. I was really taken aback. Actually, there was quite a deep philosophy. And there was a trans
2: woman. Yeah, there was a trans
3: woman playing a Barbie, and there um, was a plus size actress who I absolutely love, and her name's just gone out of my head. She was in my Mad Fat Diaries and played Ray Earl. Uh, The casting was just spectacular. Spectacular yeah. and Shooty was in it. Um, and of course, Ryan Gosling, who I'm sorry I didn't know this before, can sing. I didn't know it because I haven't seen La La Land.
0: So.
3: But yes, couldn't recommend it more. Loved it.
0: And Hot Oppenheimer? Not seen it. No, that's the next one. Apparently it's made like um, cinema um, figures jump big time, the yeah. two films.
5: Yeah, Tara
2: Tor- yeah. yeah. Tor- told me that, that, as usual with American films, they take out any British relevance. <laughs> and, <laughs> so she said that there's this huge gap where the British are the ones that actually had the nuclear weapon and brought all the scientists out of Germany and sent all their... Our scientists to the states, mm-hmm. so all of a sudden yeah, yeah. the states invented adiv- like, um, and did everything.
0: Do you remember years ago, probably nearly twenty years ago? There's a movie came out called U Five Seven One, which was all about submarines recovering um, the first Enigma machine.
2: Yeah, that's right, and it was a US submarine. Yes. In the film, it, it was a US was. submarine. Yes, In real
0: life, it was a British yeah. submarine. <laughs> do, you <know> what,
2: <laughs> do you know what the director answered that when the British press said, "Why have you done that?" It said, "Well, we need to do that for American audiences because." they get bored if it's not American right. found and American <laughs> right. led and oh. the Americans are all the heroes American um,
3: dream
0: so. wow we do That's love you really Americans oh no we do really? Really? Yeah.
3: I've, I've got very good now, American friends um,
0: Heartstopper season 2 yes. I believe has yes. just launched on Netflix in today. Yes. So, and I'll tell you one that you wouldn't necessarily see because it's not not a huge one that me and Carl have been watching. There's a series on Netflix called uh, Self Made. Okay. Um, that's inspired by the life of Madame C. J. Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a re- real kind of like Black Lives Matter type thing. Um, okay. It's all about um, just post. Um, well, I, I won't go too into detail with it. Watch it. It's a really good see c- series. Um, it's got some amazing actresses. Um, and, it, and it's all about just after the apartheid and um, um, trying to make ends meet in in Black America and oh wow that um, sounds fantastic and like. and, mm. and we just put it on this kind of like background TV Where we do another thing and got hooked yeah <laughs> that's
3: how it, that's how so it happens it's only
0: a mini it's only a mini one it's only got four, four um four or five um episodes in it mm. okay. so it's it's a nice short one yeah it's mm. called self made
2: I don't know about you but I feel like all my education I know my education started in the, like the fifties but. Mm. I feel it was completely whiteboard. Like
1: Shotboards, didn't you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had blackboard rubbers thrown at my head. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. To be fair, <laughs> teachers were still
1: doing that when I was. At, yeah, uh, those yeah, were bad days. I used to
3: get a book b- round the back of the head, and that was yeah. in the eighties. So
1: That
2: explains your concussion yeah. and your mental health. Yeah. Wow. Anyway,
0: anyway, we need to. Have finished <laughs> Thank <each> you. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs>
2: probably hit by the bible right
3: anyway Anyway.
2: (laughs) oh we've got good use for this book it's no good for anything else just whack people in the back of the head with it I
3: I feel like I was going to say I feel like the sun's got to you today but you haven't really been outside
2: (laughs) there's not been much sun actually
3: oh well it's very sunny now anyway Oppenheimer oh, is it called Oppenheimer Oppen. No, Oppen. No,
0: no, sorry no, no, no. I'm sorry you're too late you're oh. time, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you waffle too much <laughs> uh, that's it for this week um, we keep saying that each week Shoutout is looking for more volunteers to join us you do not need any experience with the radio um, and there are plenty of positions available both on air and off air if you would like to get involved if you're interested get in touch via our socials or our website shoutoutradio.lgbt uh, next week it's Dragly Ever After that's going to be fun isn't it so um, Looking forward to it. Um, That's fun. From myself, yeah. Terry from uh, Ezra and Shout out Radio and the <laughs> lovely Steph for two F. Say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. bye-bye, man.
4: Bye-bye. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you.